Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the death of Jesus. That today we stand where we are and we are able to stand in freedom and in peace because of the sacrifice that he paid. It is he who won us our freedom. It is he who leads us into salvation. It is he who has plugged us, reconnected us in our relationship back to you. Just as we reflected yesterday, Lord, it is he who tore open the curtains with his sacrifice that you have now thrown open the Holy of Holies to us, made it available to us to reconnect with you, to be one with you in spirit again. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy and for that grace upon our lives that you made available through him. We thank you, Lord, for that love. That you so love the world that you gave this your only son for our sake. What else will you not give us? Out of that infinite love for us, out of that unchangeable love for us. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to call us back to you and are willing to pour your presence, your word, your spirit, everything into us. To open up our understanding and grant us the wisdom to rebuild upon our hearts, impress your laws upon us. Show us your ways through your word. Lead us into that light, into abundance, into dominion. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you call us into the secret place every single day. And you are ever willing to pour your peace and your joy into our hearts every single time. So that no matter the baggage, the burdens, the weights, the problems, the storms that we bring with us. When we are in there, there is peace. And when we operate out of there, when we dwell in there, then we are under your wings and we stand within your shadow. We thank you, Lord, for that mercy, for that love, for your protection, for your guidance. You lead us by your eye And you guide us by your spirit. We thank you, Lord. And that same peace and joy, Lord, that you give that no one else can give. And no one else can take away either. And all the new things that you are doing in our life, Lord, we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family, this house. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not know you. With all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you, have chosen darkness over you out of their ignorance, out of their limited understanding, being beguiled by the evil one, who asked them, what is the harm if you ate of this fruit? The fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We pray, we share this same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up in prayer as well this day. And near and dear ones, all those that we are praying for. And today, Lord, again, we pray in a special way for every family that is part of this prayer group. 
that there is unity in their homes, that there is love, that there is abundance in their finances, in their relationships, that there is peace, and that their joy is maintained, that there is success on their jobs and their businesses, that there is protection on every front of their home. As we make our prayer, Lord, lifting all of these, we call on your name, the name of our maker, the maker of the universe, the one who is able to make every grace abound towards us that we shall be found lacking nothing, knowing that he is our shepherd, the God of Abraham who always honors faith. He is the God of peace who shall bruise Satan and every such evil plan. Every evil altar that he has raised as well under our feet. And we cover ourselves by the precious blood of Jesus. The blood of the new and the eternal covenant. Father, I call on the performance of that covenant and the covenant that you made with our fathers in faith. Over this house. You are the one who destroys our enemies. Just as you said in 2 Amos verse 9. Even though they are tall as cedars and strong as oak. You destroy the fruit from above and you destroy the root, the foundations from beneath. Nothing shall by any means harm us. We come under that protection that you promised to us in Psalm 91. And we dwell in your secret place. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus, the one who shed his blood and made that new and eternal, the everlasting covenant that supersedes, that overrides every other covenant. So that when we come under his name, when we are baptized in him, he gives us the sign of that covenant, his spirit. And it is by your spirit that we are strengthened, that we are fortified, that we overcome. We pray in the name of that spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, light and life. The one who changes times and seasons one who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. By that same resurrection power, we are now given life in our mortal body. In fact, he has made our mortal body his temple. Not just light, not just life, but it becomes his seat of power. He operates out of here. And he gives us that grace. To rise above our ways, to adopt your ways, Lord, that are much higher than ours. It is out of that grace, Lord, that you raise us up through adoption, through the spirit of adoption. You seat us with Jesus, just as your word in Ephesians 2, 6 and 7 says. Seated in the heavenly places in the throne with Jesus, high above all High above all powers. High above all dominions. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the angels with destiny help us to fill in every gap in our life. We thank you that you have blessed us with the prayer of with the gift of prayer, where we can commune with you in every way, in every situation, every single time. Where we come into your secret place. And through which we are authorized to speak based on your word 
powered by your spirit. The power of creation. The power of life. We thank you, Father, for that love. We thank you that you pour your revelations into our heart every single day as we continue to connect with your word. You make your promises, your provisions, your prophecies, your covenants known to us. You make your systems of advantage known to us. And by your spirit, you authorize us to speak. But when we speak your word in faith, in obedience and aligned with you, then just like he hovered over every dark and void situation and brought life into it, gave it shape, gave it form, he is able to do the same here when we speak. We thank you, Lord, for those mysteries that you open our eyes to. Your systems of abundance and dominion. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the spiritual intelligence that you pour into our hearts. That in every situation where we are faced with a storm, you grant us the discernment to know what is to be done there. You grant us the discernment to discern the seasons and the times and to make the most of them. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by that blood of the new and eternal covenant of Jesus. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, preferring theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters, any kind of spiritual attacks. Command that angelic protection in the name of Jesus and I declare divine exemption by his blood. Thank you, Lord. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. Each of us declares, Lord, in the name of Jesus, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When I send it in faith in his name. Thank you, Lord for that power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Today, I'd like to reflect on the ordinance God gave Moses and Aaron in Numbers 19 and see how it connects with the season that we're currently in, the death of Jesus and his resurrection. What is its significance? Just for background, God gave an ordinance regarding sin offerings and atonement in Leviticus 4 where a bullock had to be killed and sacrificed as an offering and then his blood sprinkled seven times at the door of the tabernacle. The fat and the inwards burnt as burnt offering for sin. Now here in Numbers 19, he built further on it where he gave Moses instruction this time 
to sacrifice a heifer. And as we read through it, we shall note similarities here and see how it connects with the passion of Jesus. Let's reflect on the death of Jesus in it at the same time. So let's read Numbers 19 verses 1 to 9. That's where God gave the ordinance of sin offering, updated ordinance of sin offering from Numbers 4. Sorry, from Leviticus 4. So Numbers 19 verse 1 to 9. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, This is the statute of the law which the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you an unblemished red heifer in which there is no defect and on which a yoke has never been placed. A red heifer was rarely found in Israel. So it was highly uncommon. It was more like once in a generation. And it had to be without blemished and never yoked. Let's look at Jesus. Jesus himself was rare, without blemish, never yoked under sin. What else? Let's read on. Verse 3. It says, You shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and it shall be brought outside the camp and be slaughtered in his presence. Jesus was handed over to the chief priests and condemned to death. You see that in John 11 verse 50 where he said it's expedient that one man should die for the people. And he gave them counsel that that man should be Jesus. It was the chief priest that condemned. And the rest as we know, he carried his cross from the city to outside onto a hill facing the city at a place called Golgotha. You see that in John 19, verse 20. So going back to verse 3 here, you shall give it to Eleazar the priest and shall be brought outside the camp and slaughtered. Are you seeing that fulfilled? Verse 4. Next, Eleazar the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle some of it towards the front of the tent of meeting or the tabernacle seven times. Now most Bible narrations and teachings that are put commonly talk about five wounds of Jesus. But let's look at the seven times his blood was sprinkled. The first was the stripes on his back when he was scourged. Then the crown of thorns, second. Then the four piercings of nails in his hands and his feet. And then the seventh one was the spear in his side, at which came out blood and water. Seven times was his blood sprinkled. Verse 5. Then the heifer shall be burnt in the sight of the priest, the high priest. And his skin, its flesh, his blood, and his waste shall be burnt and reduced to ash. Jesus gave up everything in his body on that cross. 
in his death. Verse 6. The priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet material and cast them into the midst of the burning ifa. Now these three have been prescribed in the book of Leviticus as well as part of other ordinances too. Cedar wood, scarlet and, and hyssop. Let's look at their symbolism. Scarlet yarn symbolizes the shedding of Jesus' blood for redemption. The shedding of blood that was part of every sin offering that was put into ordinance, even in the book of Leviticus. Sins that are as scarlet now will be washed white as snow through his blood. That is what Isaiah 1.18 talks about. Though your sins be scarlet, they shall be washed clean, white as snow, and they are washed in the blood of Jesus. So that sin is also being killed, burnt with the hypha. Finished with the death of Jesus. In dying, he destroyed our death, we say, and in rising, he restored our life. So that dying destroyed the death, which was the eventuality of sin. The wages of sin is death. Seda was long associated with healing and was a material used for kingly palaces. Eventually, even the temple in Jerusalem was built using cedar wood. So, palaces for kings and the temple symbolizing royalty and priesthood. Jesus the Messiah. He wouldn't merely be a savior. He would be a king and a priest. In this case, the wood was the wood of his cross. That wood that brought healing. And we use it in our prayer as well, where we say by the stripes and wounds that he bore on that when he hung. Through that, we are healed. Just through that atonement that we are healed. Now we've seen wood and hyssop used by Sorry, blood and hyssop used by Moses in the Passover as well. Hyssop was used to sprinkle the blood on the doorpost, to apply the blood on the doorpost in the Passover, in the book of Exodus, so that the angel of death or the angel of judgment, the one authorized by God to carry out judgment on the people in Egypt, that angel would pass over all those homes on which the blood was put. And that's the true significance of why we apply the blood of Jesus today. Remembering that it was not the blood of that animal of the Passover this time. It's the blood of the new and eternal covenant through which we have atonement. So that when God's judgment is passed, every person and every home that is covered by this blood is kept safe. The angel passes over. You read of that judgment in the book of Revelations. But likewise, here too, saved from judgment, freed. This is why it is important to apply that blood in our prayer. 
but the blood and hyssop here again was used. Verse 7, Then the priest shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water and afterwards come into the camp. But he shall be ceremonially unclean until evening. This washing is us being cleaned from the stain and from the guilt of sin. That we can come back into the community. Same as in verse 8, the one who burns the heifer shall wash his clothes and bathe in it. Sorry, and bathe in bathe his body in water and shall be unclean. Sorry, he shall be unclean till the evening, but he shall be washed and be clean eventually. Verse 9. Now a man who is ceremonially clean shall collect the ashes of the heifer and deposit them outside the camp in a clean place. The ashes, the remains, shall deposit them outside the camp in a clean place and the congregation of the Israelites shall keep it for water to remove impurity. It is to be used for purification from sin. Joseph of Arimathea took the body, the remains of Jesus and placed it in a newly hewn tomb that was nearby, in a garden nearby, that was still outside the city. A clean place. A newly hewn tomb. This was the ordinance given by God to Moses. So in effect, when you look at Jesus' death here, it fulfilled every part of that updated ordinance that God gave Moses. The ordinance for sin atonement. And this is why it was acceptable to God. So he himself being pleased with that sacrifice of atonement. Tore the veil in the temple as you reflected on yesterday. He tore it from top to bottom to say, now I shall open up access to the Holy of Holies to men. And Jesus knew this, that it was accomplished. That is why he said in John 19 verse 30, Now it is finished. When you look at what he said in Matthew 5 verse 17, where he said, I have not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill them. It all makes sense. We talk about grace and say we're not under the law anymore. That is because he fulfilled the law part of it. So only when that law part is fulfilled, that grace becomes available, not without. But he did that part for us. He fulfilled the ordinance. And so we receive grace unmerited. Not because of what we have done, but because of what he fulfilled there. And that is why it is important for us to understand what he fulfilled. Why that grace is now being made available. Job accomplished. And it all makes sense. Not just as a sacrifice to fulfill that ordinance, but he made it as a covenant. So that anyone who accepts him comes under that covenant which God must honor. So for everyone that calls on his name, believes on their heart, confesses with their mouth, receives like 
Acts 2.38 says, are baptized and then receive the Holy Spirit. They all come under that covenant, automatically covered under that ordinance, which has been fulfilled for their lives as well. So access can be made available to them. The gift of the Spirit made available to them. Sins washed clean. This is where we are able to stand under that grace. We are able to stand with the opportunity of the potential of receiving salvation as a gift. Washed clean. This is where we can now stand and say, I am the righteousness of Christ. Because I am covered by that robe. I wear that robe and I wear the signet ring of his authority. As a prodigal, I may have walked away from my father, but now because of what he has done, I can wear these robes and re-enter into my father's house and stand again with that same authority, seated with Christ in his throne, I above principalities and powers, just as Ephesians 2 verse 6 says, 2, 6, 7, 8. I hope we are getting this. This is where it all comes from. This is where we carry that authority and this is where your prayer can then become powerful because now you stand and you understand that authority, but more importantly, you have his spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray to open up, Lord, you open up our understandings so that we understand your ways. We understand the systems you keep available to us so that when we walk with understanding in there and we release our faith, that faith cannot come back empty. That faith cannot fall to the ground. When we place our trust in you, you are our shepherd, your rod and your staff. By way of that understanding of what you open to us, they guide and protect by your word and by your spirit. We are able to step into dominion. We are able to step into abundance. We ask, Lord, this day for that gift of spiritual intelligence to fall upon each one in this house, Lord. So that in times of challenges, in times of storms, in times of problems, floods, winds, rain, no matter what kind of flood is there in their lives, whether it is on their financial front, whether it is on their relationship front, whether it is on their job front, business front, Lord, I ask for that spiritual intelligence to engage the right kind of ordinance, the right mechanisms that you make available through your word and by your spirit so that when we tap into those when your systems your laws are activated that law which cannot fail gets activated here your covenants are activated and we stand in them father by the blood of jesus and by your spirit i ask for that edification in our spirit this day father and as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, for all families that are embattled, facing division and separation. We pray, Lord, for all those that are yoked under any kind of strongholds, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance of your ways and poverty, all aim to keep your people in subjection, in bondage. 
by the blood of jesus we declare release every such yoke broken let your light shine through on each of these lives father and they be brought through the blood of jesus walking on dry ground covenant ground walls of that blood to the left and to the right that they are brought into your abundance into your kingdom father all those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer today especially our own family and friends that are not yet saved that our eyes are not yet open to your truth that have not yet seen your way lord that your kingdom be revealed to each of these we pray for our own personal needs as well father as we are raising our own personal needs we make those as prayer points for every family that is part of this prayer group if we are going through this there is someone else as well that is potentially going through the same challenge this day lord we forget about ourselves and we raise that other brother that sister and their family their home in our prayer today father we thank you that you have heard us that you always hear us and as we release our faith and our prayer making this a prayer of agreement with the holy spirit who prays with us and with each other gathered here in this house we believe this prayer is an answered prayer lord we believe that you have fanned our fire on our altar into a huge flame that which engulfs all forms of wickedness that which purifies that which sanctifies let that be fanned into a flame in each of these homes each of these lives father in the name of jesus i encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith ask the holy spirit to take over let us now make our prayer together thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit Sarakala, 
The scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Hebrews 9, verse 12, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it is written, He went once for all into the holy place, the holy of holies of heaven, into the presence of God, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, having obtained and secured eternal redemption, that is, the salvation of all who personally believe in him as Savior. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The second scripture that we have here is from Romans 5, verse 8, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And the third scripture is from Isaiah 61, verse 3, where it says, So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. A tree so planted will not fear when heat comes. It will not experience damage from the blazing heat of summer. Its leaf remains green and it will yield fruit in season. Amen, Lord. We claim that spread, that strength in the spirit over this house, over every member of this praying family. I have another message here. Someone that someone has received where it says, What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, is what God has prepared for those who love him. 
Amen. That is the source of us standing tall as those oaks. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, for the Savio's powerful reflections, our daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings, please share those links to Zoom and YouTube for people to join us during live sessions. All of these are also recorded, so in case they can't make it at those times for whatever reason, you can point them to the recordings that are stored on our Spotify podcast page, on our Facebook page, as well as on our YouTube page. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for His glory. Be blessed and have a peaceful and a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, God, God bless everyone. everyone. God bless everyone.